Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, welcome back to Revisiting the Mania, the WrestleMania Rewatch Podcast. I'm Carlos. And I'm Maria. And today we'll be revisiting WrestleMania 4. Now, WrestleMania 4 uh, is one that had to start off uh, with a heavyweight championship title tournament. Now, Maria, do you know why there was a championship tournament? No, please inform me. I'm very curious, and I really want to know. Well, after uh, this WrestleMania three uh, match between Hogan and uh, Andre, they actually continued the feud. So there was a lot of going back and forth here because I'm not sure if you knew, uh-huh. but there are actually two brothers that are referees at this time one's called earl and the other one's called dave okay and you know what the only problem with that is what is that they're twins what dun 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 and so what ends up happening is uh andre pins hulk hogan and uh, because of the finish involving both of those twin referees okay and then uh their feud uh, continues because Horton, uh, Hogan feels that he got uh, screwed over and so forth. And uh, because of that, they ended up vacating the the title. Okay. But instead of having another match between them two, they just end up uh, having this tournament. Right. So they end up having a tournament uh, here that involves, was it one, two, three... How many people? Uh, 12 superstars. What? 12. Wow. So let's run this down here. We have um, Andre and Hulk Hogan, which for some reason they get a first match round by. Okay. Uh, They don't face each other until the second time. Okay. (laughs) Yes, Raina. We are sure. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, But, uh, we do uh, have, uh, then after that, we, <laughs> sorry about that. We're trying to maintain our composure after our friend gave us a, a little thing here. But we have uh, ten, the Million Dollar Man, Tibiosity, uh versus Hacksaw Jim Duggan. We have uh, Dean uh, Bravo versus Don Morocco. 
Uh, we have Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine. Okay. Uh, we have Butch the Natural Butch Reed versus Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh yeah. And then the last one in the first round. Oh no, we have One Man Gang versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Okay. And then the last one in the first round, we have Rick Rude versus uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. Why you gotta be so rude? So. Uh, the first thing to start this off is, uh, Gladys Knight. Okay. Of Gladys Knight and the Pips fame. Ooh. Only there's no Pips with her. Okay. And she's here to sing America the Beautiful. And she did an, an amazing job. It was wonderful. It does. It mm-hmm. was. I'm sorry. Uh, she did a great job. And I'm still wondering why, uh, we get America the Beautiful. I know there was like a push okay. back in the days when we were uh coming up in grade school and things like that right but uh we were getting uh american the beautiful because i remember when uh we were coming out uh in grade school they were teaching us how to uh do america the beautiful instead of doing you know the traditional American Star Spangled Banner that we normally have now. Okay. Well, I mean, let's set the tone. The year is 1988. Um, and New York City's Rockefeller Center became a national landmark. Mm-hmm. Um, Doppler Raider was just invented. Mm-hmm. And everyone was rocking blue eyeshadow and leg warmers. Um, Were you? Was I? No. But also, uh, Cool Ranch Doritos and pasta salad were all the rage. I just have to give a couple of tidbits. Okay. So, uh, the first match. Oh, after this, we get Bob Euchre. For some reason, we wanted Bob Euchre to come back. I'm not sure if he's uh, he enjoyed the money or he was a cheap uh, celebrity for Vince to get. Mr. At Baseball. The time. Mr. Baseball. Mr. Uh, I don't remember what his character's name was in Mr. Belvedere, but the guy who Mr. Belvedere worked for okay. is back. So not only do we get Bob Euchre, but we get Vanna White. Yes. I was excited to see her um, in this WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I thought she did a really great job and was really excited to see her. Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't have recalled uh, Vanna White uh, that time. Uh, watching this pay-per-view, I couldn't even remember if I had actually seen this live. Okay. So, you know, if there's anyone out there that actually remembers how, I guess, in demand Vanna White would have been at that time, if you could please let us know in the in the comments. Okay. Uh, and by the way, if you are listening uh, or watching us at this point, um, we are we do have an audio podcast. It does go live. Uh, if you need to get information on how to access that, don't forget to follow us at Revisiting Mania on Twitter, at Threads and Instagram, and on YouTube at Revisiting Mania. We also do uh, post this on uh apple podcast google podcast and spotify now so the first match we get is a 20-man battle royal oh 20 man yeah so <laughs> oh i did not know that is that a tidbit about was that an actual pictorial do you know uh raymond off the top of your head 
So Common says she was in Playboy in 1987. So she was at the height of her powers. <laughs> okay, so we're talking about this 20-man battle royale. And Sam Houston is the first out, quickly followed by Sika. Mm-hmm. Um, who are you rooting for? I think when this one came out, I really didn't have anyone that I probably was rooting for. You had what the Hart Foundation, Jim and Brett, uh, Young Stallions, who I don't remember at all. Okay. George the Animal Steel, mm-hmm. Danny Davis from my last WrestleMania rewatch, WrestleMania 3, who I was a big fan of his way of getting the people over. Bad News Brown. Bad News Brown. Like you mentioned, Sam Houston, the okay. Rougeau brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, JYD, JYD, yeah, the Bolsheviks, which is now Boris and Nikolai. So, Nikolai is no longer teamed with um, thank you, Raymond. He was uh, Young Stallions had Paul Roma, the best horseman ever, according to my friend Raymond, who posted that on Facebook comments. Uh, but uh yeah, the the Bolsheviks now is no longer uh, Nikolai with uh, the Sheikh. He actually is uh, paired up with Boris. Okay. Hillbilly Jim, Harley Race, the King Harley Race, the Killer Bees, Sinka, and Pantera. Buzz, buzz. Yeah. So at, at this point in time, uh, the final two ends up being uh, Brett and uh, the Hart. No, Brett Hart is the last one. Okay. <laughs> yes, uh, according to Raymond, Roma was actually the worst horseman, the oh, Rocky wow. Five of the four horsemen. That's Can he one. still be the fifth out of the four horsemen? Let's uh, put that out to the audience there. So, so uh, Bad News Brown and Brett the Him and Hart are the final two. Okay. Uh, Bad News Brown manages to beat Bret Hart. And instead of Bret Hart taking it uh, like uh, in stride and congratulating Bad News Brown, he smashes the trophy, uh, Bad News Brown, and uh, completely because he's a sore loser. Wow. So, so you guys come rooting for in this 20-man fiasco? Yeah, who would you be rooting for? Um, I'm actually rooting for JYD, so Junkyard Dog. Okay. And George, the Animal Steel. Surprise to everybody that's been watching us for the last few episodes. Um, So, like, many of us hanging out. I, I thought, like, kind of curious because he was hanging outside of the ring for a while. Yeah. I don't understand how Bad News Brown wins. When George the Animal Steel never gets in the ring and is never thrown out over the top. But also, just to note, like many of us hanging outside of the ring and watching while the drama unfolds, um, he was hanging out there for a little while. Yeah, he was, uh, which was still kind of weird because the refs are like, yeah, let's just uh, go ahead and let him pull out people. And we'll, we'll still count them being eliminated, but we won't get George out of here at all. Wow. Oh, nice tidbit by my friend Raymond, who says that they used to call Bad News Brown's finisher the Ghetto Blaster. Hashtag racist. Boo. Yes, I completely agree. I do agree. Now, um, before we move on, I I have to head upstairs. I forgot something. Okay. Uh, but uh, can you continue on here and uh, figure out where we're heading to in the second match? Am I going live? Okay. So still talk about this. Um. This is what happens when you all go live, everyone. So 
I did enjoy JYD. Um, I thought that JYD was definitely on a roll um, and got tag teamed out of the ring. <laughs> um, and then Bad News Brown wins, which was a surprise because when you are watching a 20 person, 20 man match, it's kind of up in the air on who's going to win. So you have to watch that play by play to see who's going to win, who's in, who's out. I'm back. I mean, it really is a fiasco. Yeah. So, um, but ahead. I mean, bad news, rest in peace, um, was also an international judo competitions, um, including a heavyweight and bronze medal in the 1976 Summer Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a curiosity to me as like a new wrestling watcher, I'm just really surprised um, at the amount of talent that you have during these shows. So. Yeah. And I mean, I can think when we mentioned it, the first WrestleMania rewatch we did with, you know, the Iron Sheik was a uh, Olympic, uh, you know, actual, I guess it's the Greco-Roman wrestling. So, you know, some of these are actual athletes and, yeah. uh, either they failed or got injured and that injury took them out of actually continuing to play professionally. Okay. So, you know, some of these guys, uh, you know, just go into the business just because they're like, Hey, you look good and you have muscles. So let's see how that works out. And sometimes it does. That's true. Or so, you're tall and strong. Yeah. Look at Andre. So after this, uh, we get uh, Robin Leach, the guy you had mentioned that Lord Alfred See? Hayes reminded you of. Yes. Introducing the heavyweight tournament. Thought he did a bang up job with introductions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were you at this point in time actually longing to have Lord Alfred Hayes come back? Was I longing? I can't say that I was, but I was very appreciative that we had mm, Sir Robin Leach. Okay. Yep. So uh, the first match uh, in this tournament is the Hacksaw Jim Duggan versus the Million Dollar Man. Okay. Now, the Million Dollar Man at this point in time has kind of put like a little reward Mm -hmm. out there, especially for Andre, to get him the heavyweight championship title. Mm -hmm. And if you knew the Million Dollar Man, money is was no uh, no issue. Everybody and everything had a price. Ooh. So this match goes for four minutes, 54 seconds. Okay. Now, Maria, when you saw these guys come out, I know you saw Hacksaw from last WrestleMania. Right. And this was your first introduction to the Million Dollar Man. Yes. Now, who was flanked with his bodyguard slash kind of like manservant or butler? Okay. I think then say really they really didn't say how he helped the million dollar man or what his job title was with him okay but he also has andre coming down with him as like his insurance policy right so who were you who were your uh cheers for who am i cheering for um i'm rooting for the million dollar man and his luscious locks i mean that hair was definitely worth a million dollars Oh, just the hair? <laughs> just the, well, so he should have been the $2 million man? <laughs> he should have been the $2 million man. Nice. So no love for Hacksaw still, right? No love for Hacksaw. No. Okay. I mean, uh, Hacksaw was... Uh, I really wasn't cheering for him. Okay. But it was fun to say his catchphrase of hoe. 
Oh. Yeah, it reminded me of Thundercats because you know when Lionel we all used to do the thunder, thunder, thundercats, he'd also go oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Mm. So uh, there's some Diviasi's uh, outmatch by Hexon, and there's some back and forth, and Hexon tries to rally for. Uh, he tries to rally for. Uh, sorry, it's just the comments my friend is putting on there, and some of them aren't uh, hilarious. Some of them are hilarious, and you guys can't see it because I, 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 it's not. Uh, You'll see them later. Yeah. So uh, he goes back and forth. He tries to go. Hexa tries to go for his finisher, which is kind of like what ends up being like some type of tackle. But uh, Andre ends up tripping him up, and then. Uh, then he ends up getting pinned by the million dollar man. Okay. Now, you were happy. I know since you were going for the million dollar man, were you happy with the way the result and he got his pin? I was. I was pleased with the pin and I was very excited, full of enthusiasm. What about you? Oh, yeah. I definitely was a fan of the million dollar man, at, you know, when that was coming out. Okay. Because, you know, who doesn't want to cheer for some guy who has money when you're a kid? And then you're like, wow, I want to have that much money so I can end up uh, buying things. Interesting. I'm going to go. Okay, so with that, um, we're going to go on to the second match. And when we're talking about the second match, um, like you said, rooting for the million dollar man. Um, who was it? You were saying Ted DiBiase with Virgil, uh, Virgil, his butler, his valet. Yeah. Um, and Andre the Giant in a really nice suit. I feel like that suit was like pinstriped. Yeah. Okay. Or it was plaid. Was it plaid? It's okay. hard to tell because it's like you're you're not watching it in that like TV, those big CRT TVs. So it's like you try to watch it now with the big, you know, widescreen TVs. The resolution's better, but they don't upscale or, you know, Vince doesn't bother or has bothered to remaster any of these uh, WrestleMania of the past. Okay. So it's hard to actually tell what the actual design is because they don't really get a good zoom in. But, yeah, I see what you're talking about. Okay. And, I mean, so who ended up winning that match? Was it? It was a million-dollar man. million-dollar man. Okay. And then we move on to our third match, which is the second match of the first round of this heavyweight tournament, which has Dino Bravo with Frenchie Martin Mm -hmm. versus Don The Rock Morocco, no longer going but magnificent. Okay. Don Morocco, who now has superstar Billy Graham in his corner. Now, Maria, this is your first time seeing... Frenchie Martin. Frenchie Martin. And Don Morocco's new valet or manager, uh, superstar Billy Graham. Okay. Do you have any like first thoughts of superstar Billy Graham or Frenchie Martin or anything that sticks out for you? First thoughts, I can't say that I do, but I'm definitely rooting for Dan Morocco. Don Morocco? Sorry, Don Morocco. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like i think you did I'm a great a, job on wrestlemania too but I'm now we, i'm still learning you know, everyone we had the uh, dyj and, D- and baby blue smith 
we have banned Morocco. I'm like the older I get, the more like my mother I become. Um, it's yeah. Dave. So Don Morocco, The Rock, um, in his tie dye t shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just saw that Bravo's outfit. He reminded me of like a can of Sprite. So oh, so did you? Did it make you thirsty? Um, no, it didn't. It just reminded me of a can of Sprite. <laughs> oh, okay. So. At this time, then okay. we get um these two guys coming out. Um, Dino Bravo. It looks like there was almost a botch uh, by Dino Bravo, but Morocco saves it by pretending to do an elbow drop. Okay. Uh, Dino Bravo gets thrown over the ropes. Mm-hmm. Morocco gets his head stuck in between the ropes. Um, the ref gets bumped, uh, which means he takes a fall because he gets sandwiched in between them. And then Damaraco wins via disqualification because Bravo pulls the ref into that sandwich. And the ref actually is one of the rare instances where like the ref is like, hey, you use me to help you take some of the impact of this uh, spear or collision i'm gonna disqualify you wow where if you see it here modern times like you'll see a bunch of times where the bad guy the heel would actually pull in the ref in the way and it's like the ref forgets who pulled him in the way there's only three of you guys in that ring so obviously it's not the guy who hit you because he's making his way towards you so it had to be the other guy who pulled you in his way but this is the only ref that actually does what you're supposed to do and technically in the ref handbook that the wwe tells us either by their commentators or if, a handbook? no oh, okay. i mean if there's a handbook that just means that vince has it somewhere okay and he just makes it up as he goes okay but given to us by as an audience by the commentators which is jesse the body ventura and gorilla monsoon they you know they're the ones that tells you you can't get your hands on the ref or the ref will disqualify you Okay. I'm a gal that likes some rules. So I'm like, if there's a rule book out there, I'm curious to read it. Yeah. Um, I thought this match was okay. Um, I also heard them reference the Terminator, which is pretty cool. Um, so again, just a sign of the times. Um, so with that, now we're on to what is it? Match number four? Mm, match number four, yeah. But match number three in this three round. Okay, we got a comment here from Anthony. Anthony Jones. So his belly was named Virgil as a slight by Vince McMahon to Dusty Rhodes' real name Virgil Runnels. Oh, And in WCW, they changed his name to Vincent as a slight to Vince McMahon. Oh. Good tidbit. Thank Thank you. you. Yep. So at this point in time, we get to the third match of this uh fourth fourth match total but third match in the first round of the heavyweight championship tournament okay which i am seeing that you might be torn because it's greg the hammer valentine with jimmy the mouth of the south heart versus ricky the dragon steamboat this match goes for nine minutes 12 seconds maria who were you cheering for you you are correct um my heart was torn 
and I'm rooting for Ricky in this match. Um, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, how did the hammer lift him up like that? I mean, holy crap. You know, it, it's it's tough when you're looking at the physique of the hammer. Okay. And yeah, at, at this point, Ray points out uh, on our Facebook uh, live stream that the Valentine uh, was washed up at this point in his career. Wow. Uh, I think this was uh, maybe like either close to 20 years that he's been wrestling. Whoa, uh, Yeah. So, you know, uh, he's been going for a while. And I mean, we've always seen how, how uh, the hammer's been not in the best of shape when you consider like the other guys he's been facing, like the Iron Sheik and Hulk Hogan at times and the Macho Man uh, at times, you know, okay. when you compare those physiques to his, it, it's uh, it's one of those things where you're like, uh, yeah, especially coming up with Ricky. Ricky was still facing Ricky at this point in time. Okay. Ricky was also in great shape. Wow. Hammer, I feel your pain. Yeah. So uh... with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ricky Ricky starts dominating him with a couple of arm drags, which I haven't seen anyone else do an arm drag. Like Ricky the Dragon has been doing arm drags for the past three WrestleManias. Now this would be the fourth one. Uh, If there's any move that Ricky the Dragon got down was the arm drag. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah. And then uh let's see, the hammer. He may not have it uh physically, but his ring psychology is up there, you know. He's still able to sell the moves, uh, you know. He still do the he still does those uh those uh feints that Ric Flair later adopts to doing too, where he steps forward or he just stands there and then he flops down. And those are pretty awesome. Yeah. Yep. So and he did it in a way where, you know, sometimes some of the heels, they have to, like, insult somebody in the crowd or do something that the crowd doesn't like in order to get those che- those jeers, not cheers, jeers, J-E-E-R-S. I love that you talk about that because now that you're talking about that, I remember how when we were in that one match or we went to go see Lucha's. Mm-hmm. Um, that one um, of the wrestlers grabbed a can from the fan and threw it into the audience. Yeah. Like you said, jeers, not cheers. Yeah. So, and and, uh, the dragon gets distracted at one point in time by the ref trying to break a hold that the dragon has uh, and tries to go for the 
turnbuckle splash. The hammer reverses it for a roll-up pin. We aren't able to get uh, any type of other like angle okay. at that point in time. But I think the announcers had like some type of script in there because they're already saying that the hammer pulled the tights. Wow. But w- normally if they're able to get that in some type of camera angle, they'll show it to us okay. to try to sell it, to try to convince us more mm-hmm. that Ricky was robbed. Wow. But they don't try to do that here. We're just led to believe by the announcers that the hammer won by grabbing the tights. Oh. And like you said, I love how the hammer just falls over. Um, that match took a little bit to build up. Mm-hmm. And I mean, how did he defeat him? I, I can't say that I approve of this win. Oh, well, no, it's just, you know, the hammer moves out of the way. Uh, and then... Uh, he just rolls up uh, the Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and during the roll up, it, he has his hand by his bottom. Okay. But like I said, you're le- you're led to believe that he grabbed. Usually, you pull up, supposedly from the waistband. Okay. To get more leverage wow. on the pin. Noted. Yeah, that's what they tell you. I've never been pinned. I've never been in a professional wrestling match, so I don't know if that actually hurts or actually helps with any type of leverage. If you're a professional wrestler and you're watching this, first of all, thank you. But if you can actually tell me firsthand how this helps you with any type of leverage, please drop it in the comments. Science. Now, were you happy that with the way that the that the hammer won? No, I wasn't. I was like questioning. I'm like, how was he defeated? Lots of questions. So, okay. yep. All right. So, the next match we have here is the Macho Man Randy Savage with Elizabeth versus the Natural Butch Reed. Mm, okay. Who has Slick in his corner. This match goes for five minutes, seven seconds. Oh. Now, this is your second uh, viewing of Macho. I believe, yeah, both, both the Macho Man and the Natural Butch Reed. Okay. Uh, who were you rooting for? I'm pretty sure it was Macho Man, but I still want to ask you just to make sure. Well, yeah, I'm rooting for six foot, two inches, Macho Man. Um, one again, as always, I love Macho's cape and Elizabeth's outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, just my take on it. And yeah, like I said, rooting for six foot two macho. Okay. Uh this match uh starts off with Butch Reed in control. Macho Man tries to rally a couple of times. In this instance, the suplex is reversed uh and during one of his rallies and he's down again. Um Macho Man tries to regain control after reversing an Irish whip uh, whip. Mm-hmm. Butch Reed tries to go for a move off the turnbuckle, but is distracted by Elizabeth. Uh, which is funny because during this whole match, Jesse is just telling you that there's no way that Elizabeth is a better manager slash valet than Slick because Slick is able to get involved and that Elizabeth will just end up running off. Wow. And because of Elizabeth being so beautiful and such great eye candy for the Macho Man, he distracts. Uh, sh- he is distracted by Elizabeth. Savage gets up, throws him off the ropes. Uh, he and he nails the flying elbow drop, and then we get one, two, three pin and win for the Macho Man. Yeah, Maria, 
Were you happy with the way this match went? That's me. Um, yeah, I thought, and I mean, surprising because you hear my excitement. I thought the match was okay, um, but I thought Miss Elizabeth Strollery was excellent. So there's always that. Mm-hmm. And just to note, um, for anyone listening or watching, um, out of my curiosity, the natural is the same height. So he's also a six foot two inch uh, gentleman. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember like them going eye to eye okay. where you can see if they were actually because sometimes Vince tried to exaggerate some of the people's uh, tail of the tape measurements like we brought up like you know the weight especially where like King Kong Bundy where he says he's 450 pounds yeah someone's height might be exaggerated too yes. so but me standing at five, uh, four, mm-hmm. I was kind of curious. I'm like, they seem pretty tall. Let me look that up. Mm-hmm. Good point. So, uh, this one we have the next of uh, well, the first round matches of this heavyweight title vacancy tournament. Okay. The one man gang once again with Slick versus Bam Bam Bigelow making his WrestleMania debut with Oliver Humperdinck. This match goes two minutes and 56 seconds. Wow, that's a short match. Yeah. What? So, Maria, who were you rooting for now that you kind of see these two behemoths, the one-man gang and Bam Bam Bigelow? I'm rooting for Bam Bam. I mean, Bam Bam was agile for, like you said, uh, 390 pounds. Um, also, just out of curiosity, I mean, he was a hero. Mm-hmm. Not sure if our audience knows, um, but Bam Bam once sustained burns up to 40% of his body. He actually ran into a burning building and saved three children. So I thought it was interesting that he had flames on his suit during this match. Maybe he still felt that he was on fire somewhere. He was on fire because he was pretty good during that match. Yeah, he was. Uh, That's Sir Oliver Humperdinck. What? Did they announce it that way? Because I don't remember that actually being announced that way, Raymond. Hmm. So this uh, battle of the super heavyweights uh, ends up uh, going... uh, to Bam Bam, because this is a weird one. Bam Bam uh, uh, falls out of the ring as Slick pulls down on the ropes. Yes. And then um, the ref is doing the count out. And it's interesting because we also had a count out, I think, uh, in like recently in professional wrestling. uh, Or it wasn't really a count out, but like yesterday during SummerSlam, for some reason, Brock Lesnar was trying to get a, a count out win versus Cody Rhodes. Uh, and this one in particular, Bam Bam is on the apron. And normally the ref starts stops counting when someone gets on the apron because he knows they're going to come in the ropes. Okay. And that's normally when the, the referee stops his count. Uh, but the ref keeps counting on this one. And. Yes, unfortunately, that is correct. That Raymond is Bam Bam was one of the best. Yeah, he was very agile. And yeah, just like other people throughout this wrestling uh, revisit industry that we've come across that do have issues, not only with painkillers, but other substances. Um, he also, I believe, was uh, a pretty good uh, actor 
in his appearances in uh, Boy Meets World. What? Uh, Bam Bam was in Boy Meets World? I believe so. What? We have to watch those episodes or that episode. So, uh, so this one always, this one kind of made me mad in a way because I know the ability of Bam Bam Bigelow and I think this is one of the few instances of seeing one man gang okay. uh, for me and my memory. Oh, yes. I still haven't watched that, but thank you for bringing that up, Raymond. They did a Dark Side of the Ring episode of Bam Bam this season. Maria, I'm not sure what you know if you know about this um, show that they have on Vice. Okay. I it's called like- Dark Side of the Ring. Okay. Basically, um, these are not like upbeat stories right. of wrestlers either of specific wrestlers or incidences that wrestlers were involved in right so uh i'm not sure if you ever want to venture down that path maybe uh, uh sometime uh once we're caught up with these wrestlemanias if you want to continue wrestling uh wrestling uh, venturing down wrestling history we can go down and watch those okay but um yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm just waiting for all of them, and I think the season should be done, or whatever the first half of the season should be done before I catch up on those. Oh, that's good to know. I mean, we all know that Vice isn't known for their lighthearted content, um, but their content is really deep and really great. So, yeah, I mean, that will might be one that we catch up on. Uh-huh. And then uh, the next match on here that we have uh, which I believe is the final match in the first round okay. of this uh, heavyweight championship tournament is the Ravishing Rick Rude. The Ravishing Rick Rude. With Bobby the Brain Heenan okay. versus Jake the Snake Roberts mm-hmm. with Damien. Okay. What do you think about this match? Uh, this match goes 15 minutes. One of the rare matches that go to time limit. And... Actually, this was one of my favorite matches so far to begin this WrestleMania 4 rewatch. Wow, man. Maria, this is your first introduction to the Ravishing one. Okay. We've seen Jake the Snake here for about the past two WrestleManias. I know you are a fan of Jake the Snake, too. I am. And his Were snake you... skin boots. Yeah, now he has the snake skin boots that I had mentioned. And then... Oh, yes. Afri- yeah. Uh, the one man game with a letter come a king the african dream that <laughs> there's a lot of people that fit the description that he was a white guy from chicago but thank you raymond mm. and then another note by our friend raymond i bet maria enjoyed rude's gyration <laughs> and you are correct sir he did oh my goodness if you are watching us now or later um i would definitely take a moment to look this up um via youtube or like on a clip or something Mm -hmm. um also wrestlemanias are on uh peacock but uh i mean rick rude the ravishing is right um i mean he's six three and i'm rooting for rick rude um yeah and then we'll, uh, during this match so we'll break it down uh one <laughs> of our comments here from anthony again is correcting me because i had them cross i actually had thought that vader and what? was in major pain 
and then bam bam but thank you for clearing that up I, like i i should uh okay get so... that more cleared up so bam bam was a major pain i knew and i just c- crossed him that comedy uh, major pain or... yeah yeah that movie with um uh, damon wayan i like that where he plays a drill sergeant or a sergeant in I believe yeah, it's I feel in like the I Marines watched that last year in 2022. Yeah, and he ends up like uh, doing some like ROTC. Okay. Yeah. Wow. For some kids, and he ends up, uh, I believe the uh, Hillary, the actress who played Hillary yeah, in the so Fresh Prince of Bel Air, is yeah, in good movie, catch, so. Anthony. I would actually rewatch that. Um, I watched it several times. Yeah. So this match goes the whole 15 minutes. Okay. There's some good selling by Rick Rook, uh, uh here being scared of a snake in a sack, which I mean, there's a joke in there. There is there. a joke in there. <laughs> Someone will probably cut this audio. And, Not appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> there's but, a snake in my boot. No. No, there's there. a snake in this sack. <laughs> uh, uh, Rick is doing more, uh, uh, more of the work psychology psychologically. Uh, you know, I'll going outside not wanting a piece of jake the snake especially when jake the snake is uh signaling for uh his uh ddt ddt yeah yes raymond i agree rude was a great worker but he's known for one of his best okay (laughs) i'm sure he needed the money because uh, unfortunately we know how uh uh, the ravishing one uh, well, passes away later. I mean, now on. that we're talking about that, let's just say this. Uh, just well, let me just say this. Mm-hmm. Jesse Ventura says, Can you imagine how many women in the world are worried about him? Um, and I was like, Yeah, because I'm one of them, so stop hitting that face. <laughs> yeah, Rick is dominating and wearing down Jake the Snake. Jake starts to rally. Rick has him in a reverse chin like with a job. Uh, Rick has him in a reverse chin lock, but then he uh, ends up uh, reversing that with a jawbreaker. Okay. Jake tries to go for the DDT. Uh, Rick manages to fight it out again. And then uh, at this point in time, Rick manages to get a pin on Jake. And as he's using the refs for leverage, the ref calls it at two. Did he win? Did he? No. What? I just told you this match goes for the time limit. <laughs> this match goes all 15 minutes and it ends up uh, falling short. He He's one second short of the win. And because of the time limit, it the match is called a draw. Nobody wins. Nobody advances. So this means that the one-man gang has a bye to the third round of this heavyweight tournament. Wow. I mean, I just want to note, we're talking about handsome, that ravishing one was, um, mm-hmm. but Bret Hart actually said that in spite of the ravishing one persona, mm-hmm. um, Rude was a devoted family man who never took his wedding ring off, even during matches, and covered it with tape, which oh, I thought wow. was super sweet. And that's what a lot of people, uh, a lot of wrestlers end up doing, um, you know, the ones that want to show off that they are because some of them don't want to have the women know that they're not available. Right. So they won't wear any type of things, but that's, that's good. And it's also sad because of, you know, such a, like Raymond mentioned in the comments that he was such a great worker. Right. And we didn't get to keep continuing as other wrestlers have continued to have a career into their late 40s 50s 
and 60s. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure Rick Rue would have been finding a way to continue his career if it wasn't as a man, if it wasn't as a wrestler, as a manager, or maybe even as a booker or people who create the storylines in the back. Wow. That's what a booker is called. A booker. Uh, I didn't know that. Thank you. Yeah. Not to be confused with Booker T. Booker T. Washington, the yeah. actor. <laughs> Am I no. wrong? Yeah, you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> The next match we have is not a tournament match. It's a random match that Vince decides to throw in here. You know, kind of like to give like a little breather to the people in the tournament. It's the Ultimate Warrior making his WrestleMania debut versus Hercules with Bami the Brain Heenan. Maria, this was your first introduction to the Ultimate Warrior. Yes. And you've seen Hercules, I think, for the past two WrestleManias. I'm glad you talk about this because I was going to ask, is this the first introduction to the ultimate warrior? Uh, WrestleMania wise. Yeah, he does. uh, He has been wrestling for some time. Okay. So. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm rooting for the ultimate. Um, I mean, also, if I ran down all of those steps, Mm -hmm. I would pass out. So. I just got tired just watching him run down those steps. I'm like still running. And I think I told Maria, uh, based on my memory, uh, that this isn't the furthest that the Ultimate Warrior uh, runs in one of these WrestleManias. Wow. Just to give you a little preview of, uh, I think it's the WrestleMania, if it's not six or seven, the one they have in Toronto where they have a long walkway. That the ultimate warrior runs all the way down there. And it, you'll see how long it is. He's like the Energizer Bunny. Still going. Yeah. Still going. So just like I told you, the ultimate warrior runs down these steps full speed. Because why not? Let's go ahead and see how much insurance Donald Trump has. Yes, I said Donald Trump because this is taking place in Atlantic City. At the Trump Plaza Casino and Hotel. You're right. Sign of the Times. He and first wife Marla were in the audience. Yeah. And then you also see him like taking a couple of pictures and some autographs. And he has like some weird like way of holding his pencil or pen, whatever he was using to get uh, sign some pictures, uh, headshots that someone randomly had. Who comes up to him and he's like, hey, Donald, I have this random headshot of you. Uh, I, for some reason, knew you were going to be here at WrestleMania. Can you sign it for me? I'm just saying. Yeah. So uh, you were going for the Ultimate Warrior. Yes. And then. Oh, oh, yes. Hercules Hernandez was the first time I remember Vince getting rid of a last name. Wow. And we talked about that during our last episode, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But thank you for bringing that up, Raymond. Yeah. There's not a lot of time. Uh, that Vince is already starting to like trying to make his mark on the talent that either he's acquired from different um, different territories that okay. he's bought out or he's managed to you know get the talent away from right so this um, this match goes for four minutes and 29 seconds Wow what did you think of the ultimate warrior? I mean, I thought the Ultimate Warrior was amazing. I saw him running down those steps, saw his outfit, uh, was definitely impressed, Mm -hmm. and I'm looking forward to watching him in more matches. Okay, and you will get him in more matches. Uh, 
this point in time, Anthony, thank you very much for commenting here on our YouTube live stream. The Ultimate Warrior and Sting were partners in the smaller promotions. They were called the Blade Runners. What? Thank you for that fact. Did you know? Uh, that is awesome. You remember who Sting is, right? Sting? Yeah. Like the singer? No, not the singer. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <had> it. <laughs> Thank you, Anthony, for that comment. Sting is a wrestler. Uh, you might have seen him in a couple of times where I've watched uh, AEW. He's okay. currently in AEW right now. He kind of face he paints his face up right now as the character from The Crow. Oh, um, it's coming back now. I mean, it, it's okay recall. for you. It's okay for you to say that you don't remember because this is the whole point of this podcast. I don't recall. You're a, you're a, you know. I'm a noob. Yeah. So. Ooh. Yeah, it's good to know, but we'll we'll have to fix that because unfortunately, I think Sting doesn't make his WrestleMania uh, debut until like later, later. Cool. So Raymond also in the comments are on Facebook Live post. Was uh, Blade Runner the name before the movie came out? Or, I mean, if you are hearing or watching this and you'd like to comment, let us know because I'm curious. Uh, I can't recall when the uh, first Let me Blade uh, movie check came that out while I'm here. Uh, when the Blade Runners were actually running around here, because okay. I, I think I mean I was also super excited. We saw another Vanna White appearance during um, this match, so that was pretty cool. Uh-huh. Now, were you like kind of excited to see Vanna White? I know that you've been like a Wheel of Fortune fan, right? Yeah, I was. Um, to see her at that time, I I just didn't realize how long Vanna. Uh, White has been around. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty cool to see her. Um, I thought she did a good job, solid mm -hmm. job um, with introductions and comments and being a commentator. Um, so it was pretty cool to see her. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. Now, at this point in time, I did uh, manage to do some quick research because, yes, Raymond has pointed out in our Facebook Live uh, chat that Blade, the Blade Runners tag team was part of the Mid South here. But uh, doing some quick uh, Wikipedia and research for this, since my wife needed to know the answer, the tag team of the Blade Runners uh, were uh, conceived back in 1985. 1985. Yeah, which is Steve Borden, which is no, uh, Sting's real legal name. Okay. And Jim Helwig, which is, uh, rest in peace, the Ultimate Warriors uh, uh, native, you know, government name. Jim Helwig. Oh, yeah. that's an awesome name. So uh this match okay. were you excited with the way that the finish is because it's mostly like the ultimate warrior not with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Like relenting and just coming at Hercules Hernandez, uh, I like to say he wasn't really selling any of the moves, which means that he wasn't reacting. He wasn't like if Hercules slammed into him, trying to clothesline him, he wasn't going down. He was just standing upright and just taking it. Yeah, I thought it was a solid match. mm -hmm. So at this point in time, uh, let's see. Uh, so does that take us to yeah this 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 uh puts us at the end because it looks like uh hercules takes 10 in the corner but manages to get an inverted drop and gain control hercules performs a warrior gets the war uh hercules performs a german suplex both wrestlers shoulders are down but at the last minute the warrior gets his shoulder up so hercules loses but is unaware that he loses Okay. Uh, because of that, and then Hercules gets a uh, very sore loserish and starts choking the warrior out with his chain. The warrior manages to get out of it, and then at that point in time, he runs away. Okay. Uh, we also during the interlude here, as we're gonna start building up to the Hulk Hogan versus Andre. Okay. Uh, the giant rematch to start the second round of the heavyweight uh tournament. Right. We get a Sugar Ray Leonard sighting. Okay. Uh, so, Maria, do you know who Sugar Ray Leonard is? I do. He's a boxer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're so, that's so funny. Yeah, I didn't think I that mean, you would actually I know thought, who Sugar Ray Leonard yes, was. So, yes, who... he was one of my favorite boxers growing up. I think, uh, I think I've talked to Raymond my... a couple of times, and he mentioned Sugar Ray Leonard uh, as one of his favorite boxers. I'm awesome. sure he'll correct me in the Facebook live chat that we have if I am incorrect. Okay. Now, Maria. Yes. Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. Who ha- uh, Andre the Giant will have uh, Virgil and Ted DiBiase in his corner. Okay. This match goes five minutes and 22 seconds. Wow. Kind of short. Yeah. Did you have any particular favorite? I know you are a fan of Hulk Hogan. Yes. But I'm rooting for Andre. Okay, you I mean, still he, continue to root for Andre like we had uh, established in WrestleMania 3. Yes, I mean, he's working the ring and he's making Hulk look great. Um, I mean, the Hulk was dropping bows and Andre is such a force of nature. He started to give him a gentle choke. And I was like, wow, I'm definitely impressed with Andre. So mm-hmm. I've never rooted for anyone to get choked until this match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> is it because it's Hulk Hogan, or if no, Andre I mean, was facing somebody else, would you have been? Uh... It was just really impressive. I mean, Andre has, you know, like I said, he's just a force of nature. So mm-hmm. it was, he was just like bringing out the best in Hulk during this match. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Raymond points out that uh, Sugar Ray Leonard is one of his favorite of the four kings. Okay. Do you know what the uh the four kings of boxing are i actually don't okay so the, the four kings of boxing okay and raymond if i am wrong please feel free to correct me uh we have sugar red leonard okay. uh uh tommy hitman hearns okay 
Roberto Duran. Okay. And Marvelous Marvin Hagler. So I think maybe your dad would be more familiar with these other three boxers. He probably would. My so. dad is definitely um, not mm -hmm. only a boxing fan, um, but because of the year that he grew in, he was born in 1957. Um, he really enjoys old school boxing mm -hmm. and will still catch up on old school boxing when he can here and there um, on YouTube. So, yeah. Mm hmm. Uh, got another comment from my friend Raymond. Hagler looks like he milked that. Uh, would you also say that about uh, Antonio Tarver? Because I also believe that he did look like a milk dad. <laughs> uh, so this match goes five minutes, 22 seconds. Okay. Uh, Hogan comes in hot. Uh, Andre starts beating them down. Hogan starts coming back. It's like a back and forth of that. Uh, Hogan starts to rally. <laughs> I really you know love from, um, when Andre clocked, he like clocked Hulk with that chair. Yes, yes. That was pretty cool. Um, I mean, what do you think about the match? I mean, the match went as far as it could go because I think we had already established that. I mean, Andre really couldn't go as far okay. uh, deep into matches to give us more. And uh, I'm not sure... Um, at this point in time, if Hulk Hogan was going into filming some of well, more of his movies, okay, because he does come up with ones later on, like uh, uh, Mister Nanny and Suburban Commando, or what? some or some other of those uh, lighthearted kid movies where there's some rough and tough guy, you know, which ends up needing to take care of kids for some reason. Isn't you know, there another one like that? Well, The Rock ends up doing Terminator. one like that. Arnold? The Rock Arnold. too? The, the Rock does one as he starts his movie career because he has a um also that one where fairy, uh, you know? the Tooth Fairy. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Super cute. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. the This one, uh, mostly Hulk, uh, choke holds, holds uh, here. And then uh, they both use the chair and because they use they both use a chair. They both get disqualified by the referee. Hogan celebrates a double disqualification win. Because why not Hulk Hogan for five minutes? Yeah. So no one gets a belt. Thank you, Raymond. I knew it was one movie. There was a movie that he was filming that was called No Holds Barred in 1988. Wow. You know who is the antagonist in No Holds Barred? Mm -mm. He's a very famous actor. Okay. You would have seen him in various movies over the years. Mm, so curious. Who was it? It was. Oh, his first name escapes me, but his last name was Lister. Lister? He's known as Debo from Friday. No way. Yes. You're making me want to revisit some of these movies. Uh, his character's name in No Holds Barred. Thank you. Tiny Tom Lister. And his monobrow? Did he have just the one brow? I'm not sure if he had a unibrow. Rocking a brow like that? Yeah, thank you, Anthony, for also posting that in our... Tiny uh, Lister Debo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he also stars in, like, uh, other... He makes a appearance also in The Dark Knight as the guy who uh, who's telling uh, one of the other people to give him the detonator wow. because uh, he can take it from him and uh, he ends up 
being the voice of reason because uh, like six degrees of separation yeah, so. i mean it's a small yeah. world i do not recommend that you watch no holds barred <laughs> is it not a good movie it is not a good movie i mean if someone wants to rewatch it eh, feel free to do so but I did not like that and felt robbed when I first watched that when I was either eight or nine years old. Aww, so I, I don't, I don't think I'm my mind's gonna change. Little Carlos is like this movie is yeah. Then they actually do end up bringing that character Zeus, the human wrecking machine, I believe, uh, if I remember correctly. Okay. Oh, Woody also wrestler as Z Gangsta. Thank you very much for and. WCW as the gangster. I remember him, but I thought it went into Zeus too. But Mm. yeah, thank you, Raymond, for adding that here. So after Hogan's celebration, now for five minutes, we move on to the second round of our heavyweight tournament, which has Ted DiBiase, Mm, million dollar man, the million dollar man with. No Virgil because Hogan takes him out from the previous match. Okay. Uh, so he's out there with no one in his corner versus Don the Rock Morocco. The Rock. With the superstar Billy Graham in his corner. Okay. This match goes six minutes, eight seconds. Six minutes. Maria, uh, knowing that you were a fan of DiBiase okay. from our first round coverage. Right. And you are also, I believe, a fan of The Rock. I am. Not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Also a fan of him. But Don Morocco. Both The Rocks. Who were you rooting for? I'm rooting for Morocco. Um, I've never seen anyone get hit in the esophagus mm. um, until this match. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think you missed that whole thing when I was recapping uh, why uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was going after Macho Man okay. for WrestleMania 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of that whole thing where some, he throws uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat down on uh, his larynx first on those uh, barricades that they had back there. Okay. So, so if you had seen that, that would have been the second time you would have seen someone getting hurt. Well, I mean, I guess I need a wrestling ring because, boy, did the million-dollar man get a stretch. I was just like, what? wow. I'm surprised... Um, that he pinned him for a count of three. Yeah, okay. he gets uh he gets in here. Morocco's gaining momentum. Diviasi catches him, drops him on the ropes, like you said, okay. and then he gets the pin. This was uh uh, uh one one of those kind of things where it's like an open and shut case. Yeah, was it a clean win? No. Okay. But it was one of the few matches that we had so far that have ended in a pin. Wow. Okay. So, uh, Raymond in our Facebook Live points out the dramatic speech therapy sessions with Ricky Steamboat vignettes were hilarious. Uh, so, does that take us to match? That, that takes us to 11? Yeah. Uh, of this pay per view. Uh, one of the longest pay per views we've had at this point because of the tournament. This ended up having a total of sixteen matches. A lot of matches. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not a two-day event like we end up having later on with the modern WrestleMania era. But um, we have Macho Man with Elizabeth once again versus Greg the Hammer Valentine with Jimmy Mouth of the Sart. 
mouth of the south heart okay. in his corner. This match goes six minutes, six seconds. Maria, who were you rooting for? Because these are two guys you also love. For this match, I'm rooting for Macho. I mean, the energy in the ring is electric. Mm -hmm. um, the hammer is a pretty solid wrestler. And I get to see Macho Man throw the hammer into a small package. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's the only time you've been happy to get a small package. <laughs> so this is a match here. Uh, where Macho Man uh, has is in control until he gets thrown out of the ring. Uh, he gets chopped uh, by the Valentine, and then he gets thrown into the barricade. The hammer starts dominating Macho Man from that point on until he gets uh, until he gets the backbreaker uh, put on him. The break uh, once. Macho Man is able to recover from backbreaker. He starts to rally. He hits his famous double axe handle fist from the top rope, nails him, and goes for the pin. At that point in time, Jimmy Hart jumps on the apron. The ref stops, uh, gets distracted. Macho goes back on the offensive. Wow. He goes to the top and tries to double axe handle move again, but is kneed by the hammer. Uh, as he comes down from his double axe handle, this is when the announcers try to sell you that not only did the hammer get him with his uh, knee, but he, for some reason, Macho Man was still able to nail his double axe handle move. Uh, and that's when the hammer falls down in one of his famous flops, like Ric Flair. Yep. Uh, he got hammered. And yeah, the hammer gets up still as he didn't take the brunt of the double axe handle, like. Uh, Macho Man took his knee, okay. tries to get him in the figure four. While he's in the figure four, that's when Maria mentions that Macho Man reaches over, gets him in a small package for the one, two, three pin and win. Maria, good. were you happy? I mean, because I, you know, I know how you love Greg the Hammer, that nugget, as you have put it sometimes. He looks like a little nugget. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was really one of my favorite matches. Um, like I said, this match was electric. I thought they both did a great job, and I really enjoyed this match. So, yep. okay. We have a question from our Facebook Live. Sure. What's the question? Maria, do you like the hammer or the snake better? You know what? I actually think I like the hammer better. But, I mean, CBD, once we start watching more of these, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, uh, we get another break in the tournament to get another match. Uh, that does not have anything to do with the tournament, but it is for the Intercontinental Championship. We have Brutus now going as the barber after he helped cut off Harley Race's hair. Not the beefcake? Beefcake. He still keeps the beefcake moniker, Ooh. last name, but he now added the barber Brutus and the comes barber. out with shears. Not only uh, because he's a fan of gardening, because he likes cutting hair. Uh, no, that's not accurate. He just has it because he's not <laughs> the barber. Versus the honky tonk man with Jimmy Hart and Peggy Sue. I yeah. guess uh, we needed to try to sell more of 50s rock nostalgia here by adding Peggy Sue. Yeah. So, what did you think about that, Maria? 
Well, first of all, I'm I'm full of sheer excitement. Um, no. <laughs> uh, Brutus Beefcake looking like a weird Barbie, um, a la SNL alum Kate McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, surprise everyone, I am rooting for Honky Tonk in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, the honky tonk man is giving me Adam Rose vibes with the entourage, which we talked about during our last episode. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I really love that entourage, mm-hmm. um, bit that he has. Um, but I was really surprised at the end of this, so I don't know. Oh, okay. So yeah. you want to get rid of, uh, I mean, get rid of, you want to get straight <laughs> to the start of so about this match. Now, uh, so the barber starts off hot, hits an atomic drought, smushes the honky tonk man's hair. Brutus gets a little confident in showboaty and goes for an elbow drop, but the honky tonk man moves and regains control. Honky tonk man is dominating and drops Brutus for a little bit. Then Jimmy Hart gets involved while the ref is distracted. Honky tonk man signals for the shake, rattle, and roll, but doesn't go for it uh, because he's too busy showboating. During the first attempt, uh, Brutus fights back and then applies a super hold on the honky-tonk man. Jimmy Hart, once again, putting his managerial skills to work here, gets on the apron and knocks out the ref with his megaphone. Brutus thinks he won because the honky-tonk man is out. Brutus signals for his cheers at that point in time. And Jimmy, uh, the Hart, runs under the apron. When uh, Brutus finally gets a hold of Jimmy Hart, Heart. He then proceeds to cut his hair uh, while Peggy Sue and the two refs try to get the honky tonk man back up. Uh, the barber wins by disqualification because the ref actually knows that Jimmy Hart hit him. So because of the disqualification, the titles do not change hands. Maria, were you okay with the way this finished or were you okay with the way it finished i mean like you said the beefcake defeats uh the honky tonk man and that was an okay match yep okay all right here so what match are we on here that takes us to match 13 um but i'd be remiss if i didn't talk about i don't know if it's called a vignette or yeah those those little things are called vignettes when they have like the interviews like mean jean's been having interviews throughout here anything hasn't been like of no that's either been having vanna white try to go on uh try vanna white in front of a uh like a tournament style type of things with the wrestlers names and just trying to make her pick right uh she's steadily picking hulk hogan uh the second time they come to her during the after the second round ends okay uh mean gene is nice enough to point out to her that hulk hogan is not in the tournament anymore but van weiss is like i don't care if he's in the tournament or not mean gene hulk hogan is still my pick that's how white hot hulk hogan was at that point in time yeah yeah i just remember andre uh choking mr baseball bob eukert um with his hands and i'm like his hands were massive yeah he was a hit with the ladies because of those massive hands wow 
Go, Andre. Uh, anything else? Um, no, I think that takes us to match 13, which is a six-man tag team match. Yeah, we have the Islanders, okay. Haku and Tama, with Bobby the Brain Heenan, mm-hmm. versus the British Bulldogs with Coco Beware. Yeah. As their tag partner. Okay. Now this is Bobby the Brain Heenan's, uh, not in ring debut, but uh, you know, I get in ring debut for WrestleMania because okay. he hasn't had a match in WrestleMania officially. Right. He has been involved in taking bumps, and yeah, you know, someone like someone goes like that, and then you're like, oh, I fell down, you know. So, what did you think? Who were you rooting for? Who was I rooting for in this six-man match? Um, I mean, I love Coco Beware's outfit, first of all, when he comes in, um, Mm -hmm. looking great. I also love Matilda the Bulldog. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't seen Matilda the Bulldog, look her up. She's a cutie pie. Um, But I'm rooting for Haku and Tama um, and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Um, Although I can't help but root for Coco. So that that was a tricky match, um, but again, I was rooting for Haku and, and Tama. Oh, and Tama. Tama. Yeah. Okay. Couple of comments here. We'll do, uh, hear one from my friend Raymond. Okay. This whole event is BS in real Whoa. life. Tonga slash Mang and Haku. The many monikers and names and gimmicks that the wrestler comes up with would beat up the entire roster in one night. You give the entire roster too much credit, my friend. We know it would end up faster. Or it would end sooner than one night. Wow. That's awesome. how dangerous uh, that man was in, in real life. Another comment here from our uh, YouTube live. The Honky Tonk Man and Jerry the King Loner were cousins. Okay. Thank you for bringing out that tidbit, wow. Anthony. I do have a question. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if you know this, but um, while I was looking at... Um, just some information for this match. Mm-hmm. Their debut was in 1988, and they disbanded in 1988. Is that factual for Haku and Tama? Were they only together as a tag team for like two years? Uh, the Islanders were tag teams for a while. Okay. Now they've gone through different iterations. Okay. Uh, as far as their name is concerned. Okay. Uh, but I, they come in off and on as a tag team here uh mainly because uh one of the things that uh, is as raymond has pointed out i'm pretty sure <laughs> in a jesting manner but also kind of pointing out that uh, tonga does have a lot of issues uh here and some people do uh become intimidated by him so sometimes people in the locker room would not be uh feeling particularly safe with him there okay so eventually he would leave but i mean this but also interesting um ray calls out that tama is part of the yes the famous anawaii family family of samoa wrestling where people are related or they're not related but they're still saying they're related related to handsome roman raymond and the usos yes they also were the ones that came out i think if i remember correctly tama and um tanga or uh, haku are the ones that actually bestow that uh lay wow 
That is. Uh, that Roman Reigns now wears as the tribal chief for the current bloodline in the WWE. Yeah. I mean, we are revisiting the mania, but we're also, you know, speaking the truth. So good call on that, Ray. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so does this take us to or well, what do you think we about? haven't like we haven't finished this uh going through the match were you uh tama Ta- tama and uh tonga were you a fan or were you cheering for the british bulldogs with uh coco beware i think we talked about that um definitely a fan of them um of haku and tama this was mm-hmm. a good match um, it was one of my favorite matches of this WrestleMania. Um, I am also surprised that the brain can run in those tiny red shoes um, mm-hmm. for anyone who recalls watching this match. Okay. And um, they said that Matilda was vicious, but she wasn't. Yeah. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So Raymond's already correcting me, and we'll get to that comment in a little bit. Uh, but yeah, uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan, as I had pointed out, I believe in the first WrestleMania, or if not the second one, does have a, a history as actually being a performer. Wow. So those are probably like his original wrestling boots he wore uh, there. That's impressive. So, but he not only did he wear that, but he wore one of those uh, suits that you normally wear when they're training canine dogs, like that big, thick uh, padded jacket okay. and the pants. I thought it was like a straight jacket. Well, it's the straight jacket, but it was kind of like a modified one. I don't know why you would wear a straight jacket if okay. back then if you were doing canine training. But um, yeah, that was the reason for that is because he said that Matilda was such a vicious dog. He needed to wear that. Okay. Uh, Raymond points out that maybe I was incorrect. I'll have to look into that and post it in the comments late, later. That, uh, but I believe it looked like Tama to me. Uh, so it might have been Tama, but he points out that it could have been uh, Alpha and Sika. So I'll have to check back or someone knows off the top of the head. Please feel free to leave it in the comments that we have. Here, they were the ones that probably presented Roman Reigns with the tribal chief lay. So this match here goes for seven minutes, 30 seconds. Wow. Uh, Davy Boy starts off the match. And as we probably see later on, Davy Boy is just a powerhouse in this match. Uh, uh, Haku comes in, starts getting control. Uh, Davy Boy makes the hot tag to Coco Beware after getting worn down. He gets a couple of shots in until he tags out to the Dynamite Kid. Haku regains control. And then he tags in Bobby the Brain Heenan, who shows off his wrestling chops. Tama gets tagged in at that point in time and is in control until he goes uh, for a splash off the top ropes. But Dynamite gets the tag to Coco. Beware. Coco rallies until Tama gains control and tags in Haku. Haku wears down Coco. Tags in Bobby the Brain for one more chance here. Bobby gets worn down by Coco until the Islanders get in, and that causes the Bulldogs to also get in 
and classic WWF now E uh, trope. The ref does not get distracted by the heels coming in, but he gets distracted by the bulldogs coming in and trying to help out their friend. This leads to the Islanders beating down uh, Coco Beware, and then they slam Bobby the Brain Heenan on top of Coco for the one, two, three pin and win. Maria, what did you think about that? Oh my goodness. Like I said, I thought this was a really good match. Um, I thought they all did like a great job. And the Islanders and the Brain um, defeating the British Bulldogs. And I, I thought it was on point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought this was a good match. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Have we have, we haven't gotten to one of your favorite matches yet, right? Um, there's there have been a few. I've had a few favorite matches. Oh, okay. Um, one with Macho, um, where you know I felt like it was electric. So I've had a few favorites. This was definitely a solid match. Oh, cool. so. All right. Cool. Yep. All right. Yeah. So far, I've only had that one, and that's been the 15 minute time limit draw. Okay. As we're nearing the end of this pay per view, we're reaching mm-hmm. the drum roll. Final semifinals okay. of it because because of the disqualification of the million dollar of Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant, the million dollar man has no one to face until he gets to the final. Okay. So the only one left with a match is Macho Man Randy Savage versus the one man gang who has slick in his corner. So does this take us to match 14? Yes, this will be match 14 of 16 of the pay-per-view. So we're nearing the end. Okay. I mean, we see another appearance with Randy, the Macho Man Savage Mm -hmm. and Elizabeth, which I'm like, how many matches? Yeah, and he's actually had three wardrobe changes at this point in time. We're entering the third one. Okay. Uh, I... Did not make a note of it here, but uh, I know Elizabeth has also had three wardrobe changes as well. Yeah. And I think in this one, this is the black evening gown dress. She wears a blue evening gown uh, dress and I think a purple one. Okay. So far. Yeah. Uh, if I'm incorrect about one of the colors, please feel free to let uh, the comments now. But I'm very positive about the blue and the black one. Okay. I mean, if you're asking me who I'm rooting for, mm-hmm. I'm just going to start. I'm rooting for Macho. Mm-hmm. Um, although I give it to the one-man gang, he looks like a super tough teddy bear. <laughs> um, and I see he's wearing his wrestling galoshes. So. Yeah, he doesn't have uh, normal boots. It does look like he's wearing wrestling galoshes uh, on there. And you said he mentions he looks like a big baby. Right. Yeah, so... The one-man gang, even though he looks like a baby, has control of the match until he goes for a splash and charges into the corner. Okay. Macho gets him outside, double X handle from the top rope. One man gets Macho in a two-handed choke slam. Slick goes over and starts to harass Elizabeth yes. uh, to get the Macho Man's attention. Right. As he gets the Macho Man's attention, he runs back over to his wrestler side for the one-man gang. Right. Macho Man cuts him off at that point in time. Uh, he uh, throws the cane over to the one-man gang. Right. At that point in time, Elizabeth is distracted. The ref, uh, to get for some reason, the ref is... I mean, it's not really for some reason. We all know that the ref is just really trying to maybe get in with Elizabeth and trying to give him her, uh, give him, give her his hotel room or his phone number or something like that. Oh my! But scandalous. No, nah, I just. 
All right, so once the once the one man gang has Slick's cane and he starts trying to hit Macho Man with it, it is at this point in time that Millis Elizabeth puts her valet slash managerial skills to work, and she's like, "Hey, ref, look behind you," and he does, and he sees the one man gang using the cane and the disqualification because of using the foreign object. Right. But that doesn't stop the one man gang because he's also a sore loser. And he hits the Macho Man a couple of times. But that doesn't stop the Macho Man. Once he gets out of the ring, he okay. comes back and hits a double axe handle to the one-man gang as he's uh, talking over to Slick. Mm-hmm. And the one-man gang falls on him and squishes Slick. And that's the end of that match. So I guess you could say that instead of the Macho Man getting canned, he got cane to that. <laughs> mm. <laughs> not your best pun <laughs> so that takes us on to the 15th <laughs> thanks Ray alright thanks Raymond have fun uh, let me know what movie you go see later alright the last uh, second to last match because uh, if the macho man is advancing to the finals he needs a little breather guys he does. so we get the tag team titles online we have a brand new tag team demolition axe and smash with Mr. Fuji okay. versus the team of strike force that we saw last Wrestlemania with Tito Santana and Rick Martel this match goes 12 minutes and 33 seconds. Maria, this yeah. had Tito Santana and Rick Martel. Yeah. I know you were a fan of Tito Santana. I am. Uh, were you torn uh, when you saw Demolition? You're like, hey, I think these are the guys I'm going to be rooting for now. I mean, well, as far as being torn, that's that's a good call on that one. I'm rooting for Strike Force. And I like their tag name, um, but Demolition came in like a wrecking ball. Oh, okay. It was those uh, outfits that looked like some bootleg S&M ones. Yeah, and re- they wrecked the, stri- the strike force. Um, even though Tito pulled off a great Boston crab, which I've never heard no, of that No, that before. was not Tito. It wasn't Tito? Who was no, uh, Tito came in and he does a flying elbow uh smash but the uh rick martell and i know him as the model so i'm trying hard not to say his moniker yet because he's not the model yet he's just rick martell but he is if you i I mean you might have been confused uh by because of their outfits they're both wearing the exact same thing but the way you could tell them apart i'm not sure if you were paying attention okay tito santana has a sombrero Mm. on his trunks oh wow and, and Rick Martel has the Canadian flag on his, on his short. Yeah. So that's how you were able to tell the difference. So Rick Martel uh, goes, and if we're going to get to the finish here, we're going to go. Rick finish Martel him. gets uh, gets uh, axed in the Boston Crab. Okay. For, uh, and then sma- uh, oh no, he gets uh, Smash comes in for the for the breakup, and Tito also comes in for the breakup. But as the ref has been doing this whole pay per view, they go and get distracted uh, by telling the good guy he can't come in yet. Wow! And while the while the ref is distracted with Tito, mm-hmm. 
Fuji jumps in to uh, to also get into the foray. Uh, at that point in time, uh, Tito manages to break away. He heads to Mr. Fuji. He gets his hand on Mr. Fuji. He knocks him off the apron. Uh, uh, the cane that Mr. Fuji has flies out of his hand and lands in the ring. Uh, Smash uses it and hits Martel. Uh, while Mark Rick Martel is falling, he also falls into the ref. But while he falls on the ref, um, for some reason, Martel also falls down face up. At that point in time, he gets pinned. We kind of wait a little bit, and then the someone wakes up the ref, or the ref wakes up on his own. And then one, two, three, pin. We have new champions. Wow, new tag team champions. Strike force is done. Maria, how did you feel? I mean, I think this was a good match. It was a solid match. Um, so, I mean, I would say if you haven't watched it, take a look. They're pretty good. And what do you think about it? Um, at this point, I'm not sure exactly where this was heading. Okay. Um, I know that Tito Santana had been making some headway, as me and Ray have been pointing out for the past four WrestleManias, right? Uh, or in the first one when we talked about it, okay. Uh, Tito Santana was a very good worker, yes. Uh, he was the intercontinental champion, so uh, I think the tag team was starting to run its course, right? Eventually, when you're uh telling these stories, because there's no seasons like there is, like when if you're watching something on traditional television or on a streaming service where right. you know you get to have a break okay and like try to move characters in a different direction right so since this is a 365 day business okay the events is now running now running uh you have to start making these changes and sometimes you know certain uh teams kind of get a little bit uh, stale right uh and people need to mix it up so at and, this point in time, it, it been thought that it was change, time to change it from a uh, face or, you know, a tag team that the crowd was for and give it to a new batch of heels or bad guys because of the way that they won. It wasn't a clean finish. So we know more than likely that Strike Force is going to get a chance later on right. down the line at a shot to get the titles back. And then during this match, I don't know if you noticed, but there was some rando that popped out on uh, Mr. Baseball, Bob Euchre. Well, that's after when uh, we start the final match. Yes. Right. So we start the final match after this with Randy Savage versus uh Liz, uh with Elizabeth versus Ted DiBiase for the heavyweight championship of the world drumroll we get the special guest announcer which was Bob Uecker who's been with us all night that's when he starts coming down and then Seth Green's lookalike lookalike doppelganger the time traveler cuz I'm sure he wasn't old enough to be there, uh, pops out with a cigarette in his mouth to start hugging Bob Uecker and wearing a vest. Yeah, where where's the security on this? I'm not knocking the vest because I, as a strange <laughs> child, also like to wear vests. So <laughs> yeah, so he Aside comes the down times. there, and then Vanna White finally joins him. Bob Uecker finally gets to embrace Vanna White. Yes. 
Uh, and the match gets started here. This match goes for nine minutes and 27 seconds. Uh, Maria, now another match where you were probably torn. Yeah. You were a fan of Ted DiBiase. TBS, Ted DiBiase. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. It's okay. And Macho Man. Yeah. Who were you rooting for? I'm definitely rooting for Macho Man. Mm -hmm. But I mean, let's talk um, matches. Savage had wrestled three pri for three prior matches. Right. Um, and DiBiase at this point had wrestled for one fewer. So, I mean, mm -hmm. they were definitely pulling their weight during this WrestleMania. Yeah, Macho Man has definitely been a workhorse. Mm -hmm. And he's had a very steep hill to climb. Right. He's had to endure Slick getting involved. He's had to go... Uh, deal with the wily veteran greg the hammer valentine right and you know he's had to you know pull out all the tricks that he knows over his uh year uh, his career up to that point right so yeah i mean i thought it was a good match yeah Hulk I, walked in looking super fresh I think yeah he did one match prior to that one definitely yep so i mean he just had that five minute match that he had with andre so he was fresh and ready to go but let's set this up here. So Andre uh, match starts off, and anytime that Macho Man's getting uh, started or building up some type of offense, right. Andre's always there, either to trip him up or to get his attention. Okay. Uh, at that point in time, one at one point, Macho Man gains control. Mm -hmm. uh, he needs uh, Ted DiBiase when he comes off the rope, and Ted DiBiase falls out of the ring. Okay. Uh, Macho tries to go for his patent double axe handle off the top rope, but right. uh, who's there to stop him but the seven foot four giant Andre? Macho's tired of Andre the Giant getting in the way, so he tells Elizabeth pretty much to probably go get Hogan. Right. But we're not sure because the mics weren't good enough, so Jesse's just like, look at her. She's running away, gorilla. So. Once again, doubting Miss Elizabeth's uh, managerial uh, um, competency. Okay. But uh, she goes and she runs back. And that's when she comes back with the real American, the immortal Hulk Hogan. Yeah. To come and even up the odds. Hulk Hogan eventually grabs a chair to try to fend off the giant. Right. At this point in time. Uh. Ted DiBiase has him, uh, has Macho Man in the sleeper hold as we continue to focus on it. While he's in the sleeper, Macho falls to the rope. Uh, Andre tries to get involved, and that's when Hulk Hogan shows up. Ooh, and once uh, Hulk Hogan chases off Andre, DiBiase goes back to try to, uh, to get control. Okay. He tries to go to the top rope, but and that's when Macho Man is able to muster up any strength and energy that he has left and throws him off the top rope he tries to go for his patent elbow drop and he misses at this point in time Diviasi tries to lock in his million dollar dream sleeper hold okay uh while the ref is distracted for some reason by uh elizabeth once again uh, we all know the reason but we're still uh, um led to imagine that we don't know why 
Hogan comes in and he hits Andre. Uh, he hits the Ted. He hits Ted DiBiase with the steel chair. Uh, DiBiase falls in. Uh, falls down. Excuse me. Uh, Macho Man sees what happens. He goes to the top rope and hits his flying elbow drop. Boom. One, two, three. We have a new WWE heavyweight champion. Maria. The crowd goes wild. Yeah. They did. They did. But as the event ends, uh, we know, uh, you know, the last WrestleMania, mm-hmm. we had Hulk Hogan celebrate for like maybe 10, 15 minutes. Right. Unfortunately for this one, uh, Macho Man only gets to celebrate for three. Right. Yeah, but I, I still think there was a good celebration. Were you happy with the way the match ended up? Yeah, I was definitely satisfied with the match and him taking the belt. So, yeah, I thought it was good. Way to end this WrestleMania. Okay. Yeah. Was this, uh, like, something that you were excited? Were, you know, like, you've been watching the buildup here. You know, uh, Macho Man, Intercontinental Champion, and now he's the world champion. Right. Did you feel invested in the way the character came out on top? I was. Um, like you said, it was definitely a good character buildup. Um, I thought that the match ended well, um, and I was pretty satisfied with this WrestleMania. Although, um, from what I see, some people are not pleased with this WrestleMania because there were just so many matches. Um, also, just to talk numbers... Mm-hmm. Um, as far as attendance, yeah. um, I think there were over 19,000 in attendance, right? Um, with a total of over 1.4 million in admission fees. Wow, yep. So, I mean, but let's be real, this total is actually down from the previous year's event, which sat at just about 93,000 um, in attendance. So, big difference. Yeah, so I guess Vince was uh, going for well, uh, they paid this amount of money, and I got ninety thousand people in the in the arena. Why don't I just charge a little bit more and then uh, get lesser people in? Yeah, there? and you're right. The pay per views were actually up um, during this WrestleMania at six point five, mm-hmm. um, so which was reduced from eight point zero from the previous year. So yeah, what. Mm. What was your uh, kind of sum up of this WrestleMania? Well, this WrestleMania, as much as I'm a fan of the Macho Man, uh, you know, did we need to see him wrestle so many times? No. Okay. But if there was anyone else who could probably do it in that in that arena, mm-hmm. it probably would have been either Ricky or Tito. But I, we all seen that uh, that Macho Man was just white hot, and this is. Pretty much like the forming of what a tag team becomes with Hogan and uh, Macho Man, which is called the Mega Powers. So um, anything with Hulk Hogan involving Hulk Hogan was super white hot. Uh, So all you had to do is just get Hulk Hogan to like maybe go over there and call you brother. And that guy was good for like maybe a couple of months. Wow. So do you have any favorite matches? As we end, like, if you had to make any recommendations? Um, recommendations, definitely the 11th match um, was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. So the 11th match um, was with Tito. Um, the Strike Force, Tito Santana. You know, 
it was with oh like, randy savage and greg the hammer valentine yeah yes that was one, one so of my favorite one matches, of favorite matches. Yeah, that one was my favorite match the 15 minute time limit draw between rick rude and uh jake the snake okay do you have any other one um also the six man tag the six man tag with demolition yeah and uh and uh, British Bulldogs and Coco Beware. Yes. That was okay. also Anything one of my else? favorites. I think that's it. Yeah. All right, guys. So I was winding down here. Thank you very much for joining us on our YouTube live channel, our mm -hmm. Facebook live channel. If you're watching this, also, we put this out on Twitter as well. Uh, revisiting the Mania. Uh, our next show, we're hoping to have this out as we revisit WrestleMania 5. Will probably be on August the 16th. Please feel free to click subscribe, hit the notification for the bells so you uh, get up to date information. As we sum up WrestleMania 4, a WrestleMania rewatch, revisiting the Mania, we recommend that you watch uh, this 15 minute time limit draw between Jake the Snake Roberts and Ravishing Rick Rude. We recommend that you watch Randy Macho Man Savage versus Greg the Hammer Valentine and the six-man tag of Demolition. No, wait. That wasn't Demolition. Wait, the, the six-man tag? Brothers. No, that was the Island Brothers. My apologies, everybody. The the Bobby the Brain Hanging with the Islanders versus the British Bulldogs and Coco Beware. Yeah. Hey, that's yours, but I was actually going to say that my favorite match was the Demolition one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, it was a tag team. So we're, we, once again, another tag team match that I love during WrestleMania. That's true. That's five and that's four in a row, guys. I recommend a tag team match. But yeah, the Demolition one uh, versus uh, Strike Force is the one that I also recommend. As always, stay safe. Thank you for watching us and have a great night, everybody. Have a great night.